Welcome to the Give Back Economy, a podcast about social innovation and social enterprise. Now, with your host, Peter Miller. Welcome, and today we're going to talk to Brian McCourt of the ABLE Channel, and we'll get into that in just a minute. But first of all, welcome, Brian, and tell us about your academic background. Well, thanks for having me, Peter. Um, my academic background is um, I have a Bachelor of Arts degree in communication from Stonehill College from Northeastern Massachusetts. Okay, so somewhere along the line, you did some either part-time or full-time work before you assumed the position you're in now. Tell us about that. Sure, so, um, well, the motto for the school that I went to was light and hope, luxe space in Latin. Um, and so I always thought that, you know, giving back in my career was an important um, uh, goal that I had. And so I got into um, television and advertising initially, um, used to make TV programs for uh, folks like MTV and ESPN, and then worked in um, with PBS doing documentary work. Um, subsequently, I was involved in um, helping to finance a couple of movies including uh, the Blair Witch Project, which was um, you know, kind of a little bit of a cult classic, um, and then also got involved in the internet and building out um, internal broadcast networks for large multinational corporations uh, like Disney and Hard Rock. So you've been a little bit busy during your career. And what I also get, Brian, is you're street smart. And that's, uh, that's really important in terms of what you're doing. So talk about the ABLE channel. What's that all about? Sure. So the ABLE channel is actually, um, if you think of it, uh, the easiest way to understand it is kind of Netflix meets healthcare. Um, we started the company, as I said, uh, based on my prior experience. Um, my son was diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder about 24 years ago. And... Um, Subsequently, my mom was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, best friend, cancer. Um, and so as a father, son, caregiver, friend, um, I learned very quickly that, um, you know, you don't do it alone. And so I looked for resources around me to help me understand, you know, the troubles that my son was dealing with um, and quickly learned that there was not a lot of really good information and one place I could go get it. So that was the impetus behind Able Channel. We wanted to make healthcare information, and specifically, you know, initially around disability, um, you know, to provide information to the community writ large, and you know, build connection. Really, you know, understand what it's like uh, to be blind, what it's like to have autism, what it's like to have, you know, any number of disabilities. Um, you know, people living with disabilities go through it every single day. And so what we wanted to do is to provide a voice uh, to the marketplace and, uh, as I said, a community where they could connect with each other. So that was the impetus behind it. Subsequently, um, we broadened the focus because when we did the research, we learned that 
In the United States, there's 133 million Americans with a chronic health condition and or disability, 61 million with a disability, um, and a vastly underserved market, right? There's no place to go. Um, or you could go to the internet and, you know, hope to find something. So by bringing in kind of the biggest names in both media and medicine, alongside of uh, folks that are, you know, living day to day with with various ailments and disabilities, um, we wanted to essentially build this community and make it a resource that everyone could tap into. It's interesting you mentioned it. I'm in uh, Toronto, Canada, and uh, 22% of our population have a disability. And when you take into account family and friends, that number goes up to 54%. And the challenge is how do you mobilize that kind of group? And that's, that's one of the challenges that we have. So having said that, when do you run your TV shows? Sure. So easiest way to get access to Able Channel is to just go to the Able Channel, T-H-E, AbleChannel.com. And that will allow you to go into our preview channel. Our preview channel is currently, uh, it's like a, uh, a free offering. Consumers can come in and watch the content. I think the content this month is uh, blood cancer and um, also mental health is a series we produced on suicide. Um, we try to address existential healthcare issues as quickly and as rapidly as possible, but probably would like to know that we ran a, a program this, um, this past weekend. Uh, actually, it's been running throughout the month of October because it's National uh, Disability Employment Awareness Month in the states. So um, we ran this program. It's been running all over the country throughout the month of October. It's called Together We Are Able, and it features 10 stories of people living and working with disabilities, uh, obvious and non-obvious disabilities, and telling their story in their words. It's not us. It's coming directly from those who are experiencing it day to day. And it's been running all over the country. This past weekend, it aired in New York and in Los Angeles, the two major markets. And the feedback has been off the charts. Um, really a wonderful show hosted by um, a, a Paralympic gold medalist, Mallory Wegman. Uh, she's a U.S. Paralympic champion. Uh, she's the host, and she, you know, delivers her speech from the wheelchair, her and, you know, it really is a mind blower because you're watching uh, folks that, you know, are marginalized often, you know, are not under underrepresented, let's put it that way, in entertainment um, especially. And the subject matter is often ignored. But to your point, you know, if you think about the numbers in, in your country, right, in, in Canada, you combine that with the 61 million people in the United States, and then on a global basis, it's a billion people, which is, you know, uh, the, the nearly the population of China. Um, the point that you were making before is the thing that kind of blew my mind was this, if you think about it as a market, because that's how you have to think about it, right? The only way we get people to notice and to engage 
is by creating a coalition of the willing, right? All the families, all the stakeholders, all the folks who are dealing with disability or, and living with it and thriving with it every day is by establishing it as a business marketplace. In the United States, is market represents over a trillion dollars in buying power. Um, if you're a marketer, if you're an advertiser and you want to reach a, a super powerful uh, constituency, you have to think about it like that. And that, to me, it, there's nothing wrong with being a capitalist, right? That's not a bad word. The idea is that we want to be able to advance the issues that the community faces and amplify it. And the way we do that is by playing the media game the way that the rest of the media companies do, right? Is to recognize this, this is a marketplace and these folks want and need this information um, just as readily as we need every other sports station, every other home and garden program <laughs> in the world. This is focused on health, wellness, disability, and advocacy. Well, Brian, the show you just talked about, I, I taped uh, 25 minutes of it. I didn't get it all. And uh, I saw the lady who's the model and uh, runs that organization. That was very cool. Oh, you saw it? I, I was just curious. I, I Where did, did you I see didn't it? see all of it. I saw 25 minutes of it. Oh, is that right? Okay. Well, just so you know, we're going to be airing it on our channel. Um, I think it's in December. So when it when we go live with it, I'll I'll shoot you an email, and you you can promote it on your on your uh, social media as well. Absolutely. The 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 thing that blows me away is the feedback has just been off the charts. Like I said, um, and really to me, it it solidifies the idea that this type of programming is definitely in need and also is compelling. People want to watch it. Well, speaking of that, I was on a Rotary Innovation program out of London, England, and there was a guy who got polio when he was six years old, and he's now 71, has a Ph.D., wrote a book, and he did his presentation from an iron lung, if you can imagine that. Wow. And another lady <coughs> who uh, has MS, and she owns and operates a two-seater airplane and does acrobatic tricks. So there's, <laughs> a, there's some amazing stories out there. And... Because I was involved in track and field, I've been involved with uh, the Olympics, the Commonwealth Games, the World Dwarf Games, which you may not have heard of. And no. it's, it's just amazing. I mean, I like, there, there's a group that I also work with called uh, Ability Online. So they took out the DIS and call themselves Ability Online. It was very funny. Yes. But let's get back to you. So in terms of the shows, okay, in terms of team and partnerships and funding, can you talk about that a little bit? 
Sure. So as you might imagine, in my career, I've been connected to a lot of, um, you know, significant um, people in the entertainment space. So on our side of things, we've got, you know, world class producer, directors, writers, etc. But we also have a core team. My partner, Paul Goggin, is uh, based out of Atlanta. Um, He and I are, you know, kind of uh, joined at the hip in terms of the business. But we've also got a great board of directors, uh, folks like kind of a who's who of media and medicine, people like Jerry Levin, who was the former CEO of Time Warner, you know, innovative thought leader, both in cable television, also at HBO, CNN, et cetera, uh, really a captain of industry, as well as Dr. Toby Cosgrove, who was the former CEO of Cleveland Clinic you know, global leader in, in medicine, arguably the top hospital in the world. Uh, other folks like Steve Miller, who was uh, Phil Knight's partner at Nike um, before they were a million-dollar business. Steve was involved, and uh, he's now the CEO of Agassi Graf Holdings, which is Andre Agassi and Steffi Graf's business practice. They're an investor in the company. Um, we've also partnered with, uh, you know, the Cleveland Clinic, Oshner out of uh, Louisiana, and also uh, we're working now with Harvard. So the whole concept is uh, to surround ourselves with leaders, thought leaders, innovators, but also people that have a passion for, um, you know, making uh, the world a better place. Ultimately, we're not a B Corp, as they say in the United States. It's a, you know, but we have a mission within our business practice that we have to act in the public interest. So um, we want to create programming that's meaningful, inspirational, but also based on hope. Um, We recognize, you know, through the pandemic and elsewhere that um, misinformation is really harmful. So if we can put, um, if we can create a platform with credible information uh, provided by the leaders who are administering the medicine and, and caring for our health, then we can certainly, um, you know, be a, a rich resource that people can rely upon and trust. And so that's ultimately, we can't do any of those things without those people. So we've been infinitely blessed by having um, a really great team around us. So Brian, do you have any youth members on your board? Youth members, you mean anyone under the age of 18? <laughs> We have an advisory committee, which um, actually includes college-age kids. Um, you know, one of the things that we've recognized through the pandemic is a couple of key uh, indicators. One is the rise of streaming channels as the means of consumption. Uh, and number two is that, um, unfortunately, and I, I say this with all due respect because I love to read, people are reading less or they're reading more of less, let's put it that way. They might read a headline, maybe a first paragraph, and then they're off to the races onto the next thing, you know, swipe it away. So in light of that, we recognize that in order to reach a younger audience, we have to be on TikTok, on Instagram, on Facebook. We need to be able to provide snackable content that is, 12 seconds to a minute in length. We have programs like we produce a show with Cleveland Clinic, which is called um, Good Health Minutes. Literally, it's, you know, health minute in a day. 
you know, a day, you can subscribe to that content. But we also have short form kind of uh, a program called Doc Talk, which is doctors meeting TikTok, uh, helping younger folks understand, you know, uh, things like smoking cessation, uh, obesity, good food, nutrition, um, emotional, social, emotional supports, things to essentially support the community uh, in formats that they want and need and are going to be watching. They're not going to sit down necessarily and watch a 90-minute documentary, right? That just doesn't happen. So um, although we have that, you can watch that if you were so inclined, uh, but we also want to be able to provide content that's uh, appropriate for that particular audience. So for either of those groups, do you have anybody or more than one person with a disability? We do. We have several people on the board with disabilities and also chronic health conditions. In fact, I'd share this little data point with you that, um, you know, whether it's Deb Rue, who's with uh, Rue Global, or Deb Daggett, who's with uh, Deb Daggett Consulting, you know, she was, um, you know, a big player in the world of disability. Um, these folks consult to major corporations today about their disability equity and inclusion, um, you know, policies uh, are real players in the marketplace. But one of the things I wanted to share with you is that in the last year, we've had a sea change at the board because we've actually had several board members either have a diagnosis or have passed away. And I say that it's a microcosm of society that you know no one is immune right we're we're all kind of inexorably leading toward a disability of some sort uh one i forget what the statistic was but it was really amazing that the majority of people with disabilities uh, acquire them after birth it's, they're not born with them and so there's this disillusion or this uh illusion that um you know, well, that doesn't have anything to do with me. I'm fine. I don't have a disability. Well, it's just a matter of time, right? Um, George Bush Sr. was a fighter pilot, you know, an active person. But in the end, he had Parkinson's and was in a wheelchair. That's where we're all, you know, inevitably heading. So we're going to join the, the legion of the folks living with disabilities at some point, uh, one way or the other. Okay, so three years from today, what's the organization going to look like? Well, I think that the organization will continue to uh, expand. Uh, we want to uh, obviously grow in the states, but we believe there's a, a global need for what we're doing. We continue to have in interest from you know a global audience, uh, folks from Asia and Europe, you know certainly our friends in Canada. We'd love to have you guys involved and, and participating. We, uh, as I said before, if we, if we think about, like, it's very lonely, obviously, when you get a diagnosis or you're dealing with some kind of health issue, but there's strength in numbers. And the more we coalesce together, you know, and rally around and then amplify the issues, um, the better off we're gonna be. We gotta stick together, essentially, and come together as a community and you know i don't want to say wield the power but essentially say that this is a this is important stuff a lot of people are living and struggling with various issues 
if we can amplify those issues and bring the community together, uh, I think we can really, you know, make a significant change. You know, one thing that happened with the, the Together We Are Able show was that it's a bit 30 years since the Americans with Disabilities Act was passed, and there's only been a 1% increase in the hiring of people with disabilities. Now, how is that possible, right? And so today, in today's world, we know, you know, the noisiest, uh, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the grease, so to, so to speak. If we can amplify these issues to the marketplace and show that there is an interest in an audience, um, then we're going we're gonna to be able to, um, you know, move the needle in terms of rights, advocacy, and accessibility, because uh, those are really important, uh, you know, bellwether issues for us. Well, it's this is, it's about human rights at the end of the day. I say that this is a human, this is a human rights issue. And I know what you're talking about because I've just created a program, Disability Entrepreneur Program, how to start a business as a person with a disability. And I have about 200 examples of businesses that could be started for next to nothing. Great. So, so last question, how do people access your website? What's the website? And it's uh, theablechannel.com. So T-H-E-A-B-L-E channel.com. You can go in and uh, click on uh, the free channel preview, and you can watch some of the content that I mentioned before. Our goal uh, this year is we'll be launching on the consumer uh, boxes. So like on Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, you'll be able to you know download the application to your TV or smart TV or your phone and you know, be connected to the community as well as the content. Um, this doesn't happen without support, right? We, uh, the more people that sign up right now, it's, you know, you just basically sign up with your email and you're getting free access to the content. Eventually it will be a paid service or an, ad, an advertiser sponsored service. But for right now, uh, this is about building community and, um, you know, a coalition, as I said before, folks that need and want this information. Well, Brian, you're passionate about what you do. That comes through. You're also a social enterprise, which you may not have been called before, but you are definitely a social enterprise. So thank you for your time today. It's been a real pleasure. Peter, pleasure's been mine. Thank you. Thank you so much. Anytime you need me for anything, just let me know. I'm happy to accommodate.